Our second reading will be coming through from Colossians chapter 1, verses 11 through 20. May you be made strong with all the strength that comes from his glorious power. And may you be prepared to endure everything with patience while joyfully giving thanks to the Father who has enabled you to share in the inheritance of the saints in the light. He has rescued us from the power of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved Son in whom we have redemption for the forgiveness of sins. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For in him all things in heaven and on earth were created, things invisible and visible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or powers. All things have been created through him and for him. He himself is before all things, and in him all things hold together. He is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, so that he might come to have first place in everything. For in him all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell. And through him God was pleased to reconcile to himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, by making peace through the blood of his cross. The word of the Lord. Amen. Today we are talking about the supremacy of Jesus Christ. We're talking about his kingship. We're talking about him being one with the Lord. And often we talk about Jesus as the Son of God or Jesus as the man who was sacrificed on our behalf. We talk about Jesus in all of these ways and we love him and we understand our redemption through him and we understand the fact that he forgave us our sins. But how often do we think of him as king? How often do we think of ourselves as citizens of that king? How often do we think of ourselves as citizens of that kingdom? When I was in licensing school earlier this year, we had a pastor there whose name was Ben Trammell. And one of the things he talked about was how we as the body of Christ are called to go into the world and we are to go into the world in Christ's name under his citizenship and remember our mission to make disciples, to bring people closer to Christ. And one of the things that he talked about was how his church in particular was going to this local school and getting involved there. Whether it was reading books to kids, whether it was getting involved in other after-school programs, but one thing that he said that really stuck with me was the idea that we are reclaiming dirt for his kingdom. That it is a real kingdom. And that we, when we are going forth with Christ, when we are going with him, and when we step on that ground in his name to do his will, we are reclaiming that for the kingdom. Now, this isn't to make it all political or anything, 
but to look at it like Christ. Because when we look at the supremacy of Christ, we've got these hundreds of titles that we refer to him as, right? The firstborn of all creation was one of them. Him through all, all things are made. And when we think of Christ, when we think of his supremacy, when we think of his kingship, right? When we think of all of these ideas and how they look like in our own worldly setting, does any of that look like Christ and how he acted when he was here? So when we're called to be agents of the king, to be citizens of the king, to reclaim dirt for the empire, we're not doing it through violence. We're not doing it through politics. We're doing it through the same compassion, love, and mercy that Christ exhibited when he was here. Because here's the thing about this king. There's the thing about King Jesus is his kingdom is an upside-down one. It's not those that are exalted that get exalted. It's those who are humble. It's not those who are going and forcibly making converts, but it's those who are showing that compassion towards people who some consider less than. When we think about our king, when we think about King Jesus, when we think about the supremacy of Christ, these need to be upon our minds. We need to think about this in the upside-down way. We need to think about this in the way that God and Christ did. See, when Paul is talking about this, it all sounds really majestic. May you be made strong with all the strength that comes from his glorious power. And may you be prepared to endure everything with patience while joyfully giving thanks to the Father. It starts off sounding really kingly, right? With his glorious power. But then it switches. May you be prepared to endure everything with patience while joyfully giving thanks to the Father. What? Endure everything with patience when we have this glorious power? This is the type of kingdom, this is the type of king that God is. This is the type of king that we are to follow. Today is Christ the King Sunday, and it marks the end of the church calendar year. Next week is the first week of Advent, which marks the beginning. And we go back and we talk about the birth of Jesus and all the stories that are around that, but this week is Christ the King Sunday. And one of the things, I don't know if you all know, one of the things that we do is we change the colors of the pyramids. And actually, one of the things that was suggested was white. But if we're talking about a king, if we're talking about royalty, if we're talking about reigning on the throne, Kings wear purple.
as we think about Christ the King and who He was and what He has done and what He is calling us to do, we also must not forget the future ahead. Because this kingship that Christ exhibits, this kingdom that exists now and in the future, it doesn't end. One of the things that happens in uh, one of the stories, one of the scriptures this week was from the book of Jeremiah and the lectionary. And it talks about a time that isn't quite yet during the exile, which is what Jeremiah is speaking into. It's talking about a time in the future when there's going to be something coming from the rod of Jesse, which we know is Jesus Christ. But it's talking about a future even beyond that. A future that's in accordance with God's will. A future where the leadership of people are leading in godly ways. In ways that are one and of the same with the Spirit of God. So here's the thing is, yes, all of this is happening right now, but there's an even greater future ahead. There's an even greater time when the king will reign. Like, yes, let's, let's make it as best as we can now as citizens of the king. Let's make this world, let's make this church as much like Christ as we possibly can here and now, but let's keep our eyes upon the future when the king is going to reign infinitely. When we can be filled with hope that all things that are made crooked are going to be made straight. When all things that are broken are going to be fixed. When all accounts, when everything is in debt, is going to be squared up. Because this is the future that, that God, that Jesus Christ is pointing to. And this is the type of kingdom that Christ exhibits through his very presence and actions here on this earth. It is a kingdom in the future that is far more beautiful than we can even fathom. A true utopia. Not something that we can even fathom. Not something that we can even make with human hands. But something where disease is no more. Something where people aren't oppressed or suffering. Because here's the thing about King Jesus. Through His will... Through his very word, through his presence, and through his power, there will be a new kingdom, one that will more than stand the test of time, one in which goodness prevails, one in which compassion is our currency, one of which love is in abundance. A kingdom like we can't even fathom or believe. And while Christ was here on this earth, he showed us just a brief window into what it is going to be like when he comes again. When the king comes again. And this time, permanently. Let's pray. Father God, we come before you and we give you thanks.
Help us, God, to keep our eyes and our heart upon you. Help us to remember that this kingdom that is both here and not yet is something that boggles our minds. But help us, even in our own limited capacities, to do our best to bring it about. To simultaneously depend on you, but also work in you. Depend on your Holy Spirit to work through us, to show us, to show this world who you look like, what your kingdom looks like, and depend on your Holy Spirit to bring it about. Help us, God, to simultaneously depend on you while also doing your will. God, we need you. Help us to keep our eyes open for the King and for the kingdom that is to come. We thank you, God. We praise you. And in Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen.